Hello and welcome to episode number 18 of the Nintendo Switch UK podcasts and this week it's it's like we've got the whole family together apart from James but we we know that because James is here in spirit anyway so first of all hello Alistair howdy uh hello Anton hey I'm back again I'm so sorry everyone <laughs> oh we're delighted that you're back but also hello Emily hello <laughs> now we're uh, we're all here, which is great. Which means we've got uh, even more voices to add to the discussion of all the news and the rumours and the quiz. Now I've not quite worked out how we're going to do the quiz yet. I think it's going to be a bit of a kind of free for all this week. Barney, that's exactly what it's going to be. going to be a Barney, and it's going to be great. If we had Barney on the show, then that would definitely be a ratings winner. I mean, if you want more voices, I can always do random accents as we go I through. But I might get in trouble you. for being racist. You love me. <laughs> Uh, that's my best Barney. Please, please don't do that again. That's quite terrifying. Anyway, if you want to uh, follow us on Twitter, you can. You can get us on NSUK Podcast on Twitter. Uh, we've also got a lovely website made by our very own Anton. Anton, what's the website address? It is at nsuk.co.uk. And if you just want to drop us a little wee email, you can get in contact with us at podcast at nsuk.co.uk. Many calls and, and many use and many many layers. <laughs> yes, yes. And there's one that you forgot because there's the P at the end, isn't it? Yeah, NS- you missed the P. And it should keep falling po- apart. Come on, podcast.nsuk.co.uk. <laughs> you can find us, oh, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just, just Google us. It's much easier. Um, so uh, we're going to chat about a lot t- today, but it's not been it's not been the busiest of Switch weeks, but there are things to talk about. And we're going to start off with talking about some of this week's news. Tell us. So, uh, starting off with this week's news, and this is an interesting development with that text-based adventure game that we talked about previously, which is a little bit based on the kind of early 80s type text adventures. Even the interface is very 80s. It's very retro, probably quite a niche market. But Anton, there's been a bit of a problem and it's uh, it's no yeah. longer available. This is such a unique situation. I have had to read over things a couple of times. So... The developer kind of went onto like a community board for a coding language called Ruby, which if you haven't heard about it, it's like this kind of open source coding language where you can make games, software and other stuff. And he was like, yeah, I've just a, just a little wee Easter egg. I've put a full coding environment and interpreter in my game. So just download the game and you can start coding for Nintendo Switch within the Switch. Which, obviously, is not great. But he was just casually saying it's like as an Easter egg, which is crazy. Um, so just kind of to break that down, the kind of ramifications of that is you're having a backdoor that you can just download on the eShop and then start running and coding your own Nintendo Switch games, which is crazy. Ooh. And yeah, I mean, Nintendo's taking it down. That's not going to go down well with Nintendo, Emily. No, it wouldn't go down well with anybody, let alone, I mean, Nintendo especially. But I mean, like, that's... Why on earth? I mean, I don't get why you would do that. Is it just like, are you trying to bring the system down? Or are you like, is it is it political? <laughs> um, it could be, I guess, yeah. Maybe uh, it was just ill thought through, which I suspect is exactly yeah. what it was. I mean, that, who yeah. does that and then brags about it? But I isn't know. really bragging about it, it was putting... I just get the impression that someone that did something really stupid without thinking about it. It's, it's almost <laughs> like someone who's so good at um, creating 
little Easter eggs that they thought this would be a really clever idea that a lot of people would be able to kind of, you know, go and figure out, but they'd have to be pretty good at it anyway. So to make it a bit easier, he'll tell everyone about it. But unfortunately, by doing so, he's kind of just alerted everyone that, no, you, you actually, you can't do this. So the question is, are we going to get this back on the on the e- eShop or is it just gone now? Uh, from what I've heard, the developer is trying to work out something with Nintendo, but it's kind of a crazy situation Uh a bouquet um, of flowers and a box of chocolates. Yeah, after he settles yeah. his lawsuit. <laughs> I saw like a quote from him and he's like, this has been the worst week of my life. Because <laughs> oh, it's like, no. could you imagine developing a game for oh, years? Totally. And he did seem to have noble intentions. I think the idea behind it was that um, he was like, it's a way for kids to code. I don't know how true that is. Uh, but he's like, and then it's like all his work is just being flushed down the drain and he can't monetize it now. Uh, so... Hopefully that gets sorted out. But... Is he ever going to get a job again? Is he ever <laughs> going to be able to make a game that's going to get put onto a, a an online store? Yeah. I think it's it's a bit like hackers. I think though, I, you know how if a hacker does really well and hack something big, often they'll get a job <laughs> with the FBI. It yeah. could be a bit like that. You know, Nintendo could employ him. I don't think they would though, would they? (laughs) What I want to I was just thinking there, I'm like, oh, Sony needs to get in in this, get somebody in the inside to bring down Nintendo. (laughs) Yeah, of course, never thought of it that way. What I want to know is, if you've got the game, does it still work? I mean, I presume Mm, it does, because if we download and save locally, I'm guessing Mm. that means there's now copies out there where people can now go and code stuff. Surely there must be an update or something for it, maybe. I don't know. I, I think you get to keep it because I remember seeing some tweets in the homebrew community of people just being like, okay, there's like an interpreter in here. You need to go get an ASAP. This could potentially be like the grand backhole mm. into the Switch. Because I know back in the 3DS, there was that game that you could use to hack your 3DS and it just skyrocketed. It was like a £150 title just because it was like the key into the system. Wow. Well, he should have uh, done unlimited run games very quickly before he released it, and then uh, he could have sold those for hundreds and hundreds of pounds. Well, uh, I'm not sure that he's going to do that again, given that he said it's the worst week of his life, and I suspect it probably was just an ill-thought-out piece of judgment. However, i got to say, it's a bit of a daft thing to do. (laughs) I could not agree more. I feel sorry for him, but yeah. Okay, let's um, let's move on to this physical release, which I think is quite interesting because I played one of these titles and it's the Opus Collection. This is two titles called The Day We Found Earth and Rocket of Whispers. Um, Small uh, indie company who are based uh, from memory, I think they were based in Taiwan, actually. Um, And we, I've actually, well, we, Anton and I actually spoke to them uh, previously, not on the podcast, but in uh, in a different environment. And um, that was when The Day We Found Earth was on the Switch, which I played, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. But it's coming out on May the 28th. Have anyone, has anyone played it, apart from me? Uh, I haven't yet given it, but I really need to. Uh, I remember it was originally on iOS, and the kind of reviews were like really good. Then it came to Switch, and we're like, oh, these little guys are getting up in the big console, they're bringing their game out, and now they've done a sequel and they're really booming. So oh, wow. I'm really excited to kind of. I think this would be a nice way to jump in, so yeah. definitely exciting. Have you played Alistair? No, I remember back in the days before when you did your previous podcast, the, the what the dead phoenix in which this phoenix arose from, I suppose. <laughs> I did actually listen to your interview. I thought, wow, that game sounds great. I want to go get it. I just never got around to doing it. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 beautifully written. It's a really nice 
uh, narrative throughout and I, I can't say too much about it without spoiling it but um, it's it's just if you like a, a slightly emotional adventure roller coaster with a bit of interaction where you get to name a lot of stars and things like that then you'll enjoy it it's a very much a relaxing type of title to play takes about I mean I would say it was it's not long it's probably two to four hours or something like that depending on how much time you put into what you're doing but um yeah it's 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 a really good title just to kind of spend an evening doing or spend a couple of nights when you don't want to get too serious with uh, with one of the the big guns on the switch so well well recommended from my point of view and um i haven't played rocket of whispers which i think is this is a kind of part part of a follow-up to it so um does anybody have a price for it i don't Um, know not not familiar with the price yet i'm Slacking. How not. much? How much was it on 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 iOS? Oh, uh, don't remember. I, I don't I, remember it being expensive because I was like, oh, no. once I'm done with this, I'll just pick that up. Yeah, willy-nilly. totally. Uh, so I don't think it's too expensive. Maybe like the ten pound region, but don't take my word for it. So like, <laughs> yeah. so like fairly expensive for an, for an iOS game, but but for yeah. it to be on Switch, probably not that much mm-hmm. different. Yeah, yeah, sounds Ooh. quite good. I think the, kind of, the good thing to distinct about it isn't a mobile mobile game. Right. It's like mm-hmm. it is like a proper kind of narrative RPG, like not RPG, but you know what I mean, Mike. Yeah, it's it's a story driven um, adventure for sure, and it's more than a, a mobile game. It's a handheld. I think handheld is perfect for it, but mm. I think the Switch is the best place to play it. However, we have looked up the the price. No exact pricing has actually been provided and there is a placeholder in some of the stores saying around about 30 pounds which would be too high from my point of view um i think that's i think if it was around the 20 pounds mark it would be a worthwhile addition to the collection mm-hmm. a, a physical anyway i think any more than that it, it it's not it doesn't have the hours in it to justify that but it is beautifully done it's great that that developer is getting a physical release as well it just shows you how much they've grown as well because uh, even from when we spoke to them it's uh, it's it's obviously they've they've come on a lot since then so definitely worth checking out if you if you like adventures um then then check it out i will good my job here is done. Moving on. <laughs> okay. So uh, last week we spoke about the improved loading times on Breath of the Wild. Uh, there's also improved loading times with the new Super Mario Odyssey update as well. Um, so we we were trying to dis- decide last week, Emily, how this, why the, how they managed to do this. And my thought was, because we didn't know about Super Mario Odyssey at that point, but Breath of the Wild, my theory was that because it came out on both the Wii U and the Switch, it hadn't actually on release been properly optimised for the The Switch Switch release. Yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, and that was our thought. But that's not the case. Yes, they've done something quite interesting here. So essentially, if you're playing a game, it's only with Nintendo exclusives right now. So I'm kind of curious if it's something other developers have been doing or can do. But um, when they're going into the loading sequence, they're essentially just putting up the core count of the... Not core count... Uh, like the gigahertz on the processor overclocking it so the switch will just kind of overclock for a couple seconds load a lot quicker like double as quick and then have you then it'll load quicker which is really exciting because i think the rumors are as if we do get a switch pro the area of improvement would be in the processor being at a faster rate not being Mm -hmm. not being new parts just being at a faster rate Mm -hmm. which kind of bodes well for the future of potentially having a quicker loading switch if that does ever happen, at least. 
people. Yeah, want I, it, I, I think that. Sorry, I think that's good in the ter- in terms of the future potential of a new. Um, if we're going to get a Switch Pro or whatever, because we know that it's not going to be a drastically different console getting mm. a Pro. We know that, so that will make a lot of sense. And maybe this is like the early test run for Nintendo to sort of say, "Well, let's see what happens." What's your thoughts, Emily? I I don't know. I've I've always been a bit a bit iffy about like ex- uh, new like kind of. Upgrades, upgrades, yeah, variations of the same same console. You know, like it, I PS. I mean, what was it? PS4 was kind of the first one to do it, but I mean, for Nintendo, the 3DS, then it was like the XL or or even the DSi. It was like DSi XL, like cool. Mm. I don't know if people do people actually buy them. I'd have to look at the statistics, but I yeah, I've never I've never really seen. The potential for it, like I guess, if it loads like a second faster, that's an improvement. But is it an improvement enough to warrant a whole new console? Probably not. I mean, we—I know you're dead against iterations anyway, Alistair. Yes. Um, but I, I think back to the Mega Drive days, and they brought out a Mega Drive Two, and the Mega Drive Two does nothing different that the Mega Drive One doesn't do. It just looks <laughs> different and had a better design. Uh, well, it did at the time. Actually, going back, I think the one you could argue was nicer anyway. Uh, they did the same with the Mega CD. The Mega CD was only out for about a year, and before it went bust, you know, I mean, and, and they had two versions of that as well. So, yeah. I, I don't and actually, know. I, uh, I think the closest thing I've come to an acceptable upgrade to a console was come back to the N64 again remember they brought an expansion cart basically a RAM module you stuck in the front of it which upped its speed and power and it was so much better no. than the base yeah, one yeah. yeah there was a little flap in the front of it on the top you opened it up I you, remember stuck that. In a different, you stuck in a different RAM it basically it was a block of RAM that's all it was you stuck it in the front and the console was boosted really? that was the greatest way of doing it because you didn't have to go and buy a new console you spent 50 quid or whatever it was ah, on the yeah. RAM stuck it in console was upgraded that was superb and it was simple and easy it wasn't anything to do like PC upgrades and this this idea that you can overclock the switch is really interesting because the only hindrance to that really is heatsink it's how do you get rid of the heat from it you can mm-hmm, up mm-hmm. clock speed fine it'll run no problem at all but after a while it's going to burn itself well, out the- or chew through its battery so it, obviously if they're up in clock speed the battery's life is going to go down much yeah. much faster maybe that's what they get rid want, of the heat though. They well, want you, po- they want you possibly, to get the next actually. console. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're the new, they're the new the, Apple. Or, well, if that's they burn where out all the, the original pro... switches, they'll make you get the Switch Pro. Yeah. yeah. Well, like that's where the Pro moon. could actually have its advantage. If it's got better cooling, better battery, and it can run at the faster clock speed, then I can see why people would maybe buy it. Well, but I suspect most people buy the Pro won't already own a Switch. I think... Like, um, like PlayStation Pro. Very few yeah. people flogged a PlayStation bought a Pro. Some no, did. I didn't. Yeah, Some I did. Didn't. But yeah, yeah. most people just were buying it for the first time, oh, I'll go for the Pro instead. Well, what I think is interesting is that if it had been... a a console if it, we were talking about a console and not a hybrid handheld console um, then I think actually you hit the nail on the head what everyone would be happy with is something you can add on that makes it faster makes it run you know at a better speed and all the rest of it the problem is you can't do that with a handheld because you can't be walking around with a double thickness size of the switches it is it's big enough you know <laughs> so that we can't really do that so no. it has to be a different version of the switch and that's where the problem problem is uh, if they do it, and they are going to do it let's face it no yeah. matter what you say Alistair well See, I'm sure they will I just don't want to <laughs> yeah I think it's really interesting if you because I've been like really inspecting the modding scene recently because uh, just there's so much going on there and there's mm-hmm. some stuff we'll chat about later in the episode and the thing I've learned is when you're playing the console in handheld versus docked the game 
it's like there's not two different modes in the game. The only difference is is the switch is running at a different core count. Like it's essentially mm-hmm. and with hacking you can have the handheld switch be able to play games in the full ten AP with like higher frame rates. And the higher you put the frame rate and the more you're able to cool the switch, you can just go as high as a frame rate as you want or a resolution depending on which aspects of the game are scalable. S- so basically, it's just a case of trying to not set it on fire. Definitely. Pretty much. I mean, there was that hacker that hacked uh, and played Doom on a ridiculously high levels, and actually the game ran and looked. Yeah, I beautiful. saw that. Yeah, yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, so it's, it's easily doable. I, uh, I'm slowly. I'm not coming around to the fight. I don't want to oh. pull. But actually, something has just occurred to me while we've been talking, and I'm wondering if Nintendo might be looking at things like uh, iPhones and, and just mobile phones in general, and think. We could bring out an update each year and call it, I don't know, the Switch 2019, Switch 2020, where it still runs all the same games, it runs on the same operating system effectively, but just incrementally faster. And they're not looking for people to buy one, sell one. They're just trying to increase the market. And if, after three or four years, people think, oh, my one's a bit slow, I'll buy a new one. That actually wouldn't be a bad model for them to adopt. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to do it, but it wouldn't be a bad model. If the price is right for people that already own a mm. Switch, that's going to be the issue, is that you you are going to have a lot of unhappy people if you're on Switch 1, and by three years down the road, we've got the third one, I think. It works with iPad. It, yeah, it, it does. It does, but I don't know. It's just not something we've seen in gaming. It would be a risk, but maybe you're right. I mean, maybe this is why you should be, you know, their new business strategy manager. If you listen, Nintendo, give me a ring. <laughs> what, do, what do you think, Emily? I I think it's diff it's it's difficult like you were saying with gaming is that it excuse the pun it it, it makes it an uneven playing field you know it was it was like what um what happened with was it Fortnite where they'd they changed who you match with um mm-hmm. like are we going to get to the point where it, say we're on Switch Four and you're like yeah we're going to stop matching Switch Four people with Switch One I mean, mm. yeah it yeah. it just it like you're cutting down your base of or, or your audience and and I I feel like Nintendo struggle enough as it is with that mm. yeah it's, that's a very good point actually that, that there would be that type of compatibility issue that would arise the further down we went even with a pro actually because you know there are there have been consoles in the past where a game will only work i think back to the the 80s and think of spectrums you know if you had a 128k you couldn't you could play all the 48k games but there were you wouldn't be able to run those on a 48 you know the 128 mm-hmm. so i mean it's ridiculous we're thinking in 128k nowadays but <laughs> but there we are um so yeah so we get the point you know and i think that's that's a very good issue to to bring up but whatever happens I suspect we're getting a pro and I suspect it'll be faster. It'll uh, cool faster. The battery will be probably slightly better. And that's, it's probably a good thing, but I just, I don't, we'll find out I, I love my Switch. We don't need a new one. Right. Very, very briefly, because we're not going to, it's not strictly Switch news, but we also know that Anton, uh, Anton's greatest love of his life <laughs> is Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. The, this I, maybe over, I maybe overplayed that. <laughs> this movie. Ha- have all of you seen the trailer for oh, this movie? Don't. The don't. Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Why, why are we talking about this, Anton? Why uh, are you making me do this? It, it's it's part of can... the Switch family. It's in Smash Bros. Don't you dare. <laughs> well, the good news, if you are not a fan of the design of Sonic, is that they are, um, they've been listening to what people have been saying, basically because no one's going to show up to their movie if they don't do something. So it's should we explain what this is for anyone who somehow has managed to miss it? Uh, do so we need to explain? Okay, yeah, okay, okay so a trailer came out for the new Sonic the Hedgehog movie and Sonic looks 
Interesting. Jim Carrey looks fun. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so basically Sonic Sonic looked like a man in a really bad suit, but he was entirely CGI'd, but he was stretched and weird and didn't look anything like Sonic, and the internet didn't like it. So they complained a lot. And And weirdly, for the first time I think ever, movie studios actually listened to the public and redesigned the Sonic Hedgehog to look more like Sonic. I mean, it's lucky that everyone didn't like Sonic and not Jim Carrey because cause they, they had a harder job redesigning Jim Carrey considering he's filmed all the scenes by the looks of it. So, ah, yeah, CGI. I mean, uh, there was a yeah. bit at the end, I don't know if anybody caught it, at the very end of the trailer, there was like, they did some like static stuff, um, but then it swapped to him with like proper moustache Robotnik. So it was like, so he actually looked... More realistic, yeah. more like more like he should, um, which was good. But my main my main thing is is that they've not changed the release date for this film. So like they're making everybody work double time, which I think is totally unfair and unrealistic for a standard to to get the film released mm. in what is it November? They they're pushing it. S- too still, I think. Um, not too sure. I don't, I don't know if I want. I've erased it, it from out. my memory. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I guess but, yeah. it depends how far down the route they are with it, because they probably only need to change the model and then render the whole thing. Mm. So they probably won't start rendering most of that, except what they put in the trailer. I'm going to guess. I mean, I, I don't know how they do these and things, but know. knowing how you yeah. put other CGI's together, it's probably not as big a deal as it might seem. Either way, the clue should have been when everybody complained about the poster. At that point, they should have said, <laughs> "Oh, hang yeah. on." Yeah. You yeah. know, I. That was how long ago was that? Six months. Yeah, the thing that just mm-hmm. amazed me is it's like ever since then, as you're saying it, it was like a unanimous hate. Oh yeah, and I'm like, out of the entire production crew, was there not one person was that was like, that said- like, was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of this sticking up their hands, screaming. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, conspiracy theories just popped in my head. Maybe they'd oh, already changed go. it. Maybe they already knew they were going to do this, and this is all part of a publicity oh, stunt. Oh, that'd yeah. be quite cool. Because that actually would be cool. That was big props to them, and all they had to do was create one little clip, movie clip, knowing full well that it was not what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. I just loved all the memes about Detective Pikachu, and that it was like the better version. Because, like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, Detective Pikachu looks great. Like, it looks perfect, and most of the Pokemon are say what you will about Mister Mime. Um, like, they all look pretty good. Like, their models are yeah. pretty nice um but then, it's like, sonic's just like really creepy <laughs> yeah, yeah sonic does look creepy and i think that the smart money might be on the pikachu movie being the more successful of the two at this point but we'll um we'll see they could yeah. turn it all around in a few months or maybe they already have well by look at the trailer they also need to rewrite the script hold <laughs> <laughs> Okay, anyway, so Stardew Valley, we have a new 1.4 update. Now it's got a new farm map called Four Corners and it's designed for a requested separate money option in multiplayer. That's kind of gone over my head a bit. I do have Stardew Valley. Um, I started it, spent an hour on it, and I know I'm going to love it and be addicted to it, but I haven't gone back to it because I've just got so many games to play. Uh, Who here is obsessed with Stardew Valley? Uh, ha- haven't given it a go yet. I Me really either. want to. Uh, it's like yeah. on the top of my to playlist, and like soon after mm. I'm done with this game, Stardew is yeah. going to destroy my life. But the more mm. features I'm he- seeing getting added to, it, I'm like, all right, this it's is great, isn't it? It's great. It's great that they're doing that because it's we see these all the time with Stardew Valley. They're bringing in, you know, they brought the multiplayer in not that long ago. They're talking about further updates. I just think that's such a good sign, and they know that people are investing not just a playthrough they're investing uh, a life within the game it's it's one of those type of games that you do that and I think that it's great that they're continuing to add to it rather than just go hey Stardew Valley 2 is coming out next year we'll wait for that you know and that's, that's fair play to them 
I mean, yeah, this is like the fact they're doing this. Switch like, it's, a, it's a nice move the general industry seems to be doing. We get a lot more of these now than we used to. On Nintendo. On Nintendo, yeah. yeah. It's lovely. Keep it up. That's true. Keep it up. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't really mind it, as long as they're free updates. That's all I care yeah. about. Don't make it, me pay for them. It's really great. Like, I recently returned to Minecraft. I'm like, oh, wow, it's a whole new game, and I bought oh, this yeah. in 2009. And it's just a completely different game now, and it's kind of yeah. incredible to kind of think of games as a kind of more returnable thing that it's you can return to it and it'd be a different game and different experience and new things to explore and experience which is kind of really exciting for the industry yeah warframe was one of the other ones that did that really well i think Mm. those that played warframe when it came out had a a fairly average at best experience and now it's one of the most popular uh online experiences free online experiences out Mm. there and and uh, on switch it's great as well and uh, so fair play to the developers that are doing that because i think that's something that um gamers probably deserve for all the amount of dedication that we give the games that we play now uh, this is an, a visual novel that's coming out in the Switch, which has really got me interested because I am desperate at some point to play a visual novel and um, on the Switch. And I was kind of hoping that Danganronpa would arrive at some point, but I haven't seen it yet. Um, but that is still on my wish list for the Switch. However, this one looks really good and it's got a bit of a twist, Anton. Yes. Yeah, so uh, there is a new visual novel. I cannot remember the name and I can't read the screen. <laughs> It's, uh, and so it's so it's called root root letter. Yes, root letter. That one. Uh, so what's interesting about it is, unlike a lot of other kind of visual novels, it has a fully live action mode where it's like it'll switch out the the little wee anime characters with like photos of real people. They still use the same backdrops and kind of the same kind of story and everything else the same, but just having the kind of live action is kind of an interesting twist because mm. I don't know about you, but sometimes you see some visual novels and you're just like, is it going to be one of those anime games and you're a little bit worried to give it a go? But uh, yeah, this <laughs> this is interesting. It's making themselves stand out at least. So I'm intrigued. Is this static images or is this actual video? No, there's video. There's actual actors in it because I've seen the trailer for it. You know, it. I'm picturing I'm just picturing Command and Conquer, things like Red Alert, those really bad. No, no, no. It's it's actually, to be fair, it's, this one is well reviewed and it's actually it's actually um, done well um, from what I've seen so far and it, it's one, again, it's perfect. I'm surprised we don't have more visual novels on the Switch already because it's such a perfect place for it. It's the new Vita in that sense and well, I know we're getting them but there are a lot of missing like Steins Gate like, I'm glad we've got Steins Gate but it was like £50 mm. but yeah it's really interesting you say that because I remember during the Vita era there were so many unique games going to that console exclusively such as like as you say like interact. you had interactive novels you had kind of like your Danning Rompas you had your kind of tons of RPGs just coming out every week and now that's kind of slowed down with the Vita kind of just no longer being relevant and where are those games? I, I want to have like 12 hyperdimension Neptunias on the Switch and we can have like five like visual novels and like some indie games that nobody's heard of. Like, I want more yeah. of that. Metal well, I guess it kind of depends. I wonder if they're commercial successes though. Because I, I, I suspect it's a fairly niche audience that actually buys well, I, I think a lot of it is the Japanese audience mm-hmm. and I think mm-hmm. that well, there will be a lot of stuff that we're not getting at yeah. the moment. I think the biggest thing is can we get more of those, I guess. Um... I mean, but yeah, not, I don't know. Why not, why not stop with a library? If the visual novels, put them in a library. Have like Great a whole show. collection of stuff. Like do it, do oh, it like yeah. your Switch Online. Mm. Um, where you just have like 
a selection and yeah i mean you could make it part of the switch online subscription you could put it all all there um that's a great idea this I, yeah, I think we need to title this episode al and emily's cv Absolutely. Yeah. You, <laughs> you should both be getting jobs because um, what I love about that is, I, I don't know if you saw the Genesis collection or the Mega Drive collection um, on the cartridge. It, it gives you in the room and you've got your games on the shelf uh, like you would have in the early ni- mid-90s as a Mega Drive player. Or if you're Anton. Or if you're Anton yeah, now in 2019. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, it was great because it's such a great idea and you could do that as a virtual thing and you just go into the library and you're like I, I said, you could do it on a rental basis I'm going to pay seven ninety nine a month and I get a visual novel a month from Switch because yeah. mm. even then it's like a lot of these visual novels the studios that make them they don't do one visual novel and then just be like yeah I'm making an no, RPG next totally. they make like 50 of them so you could do like I think was it Capcom that did the beat 'em up collection recently, where it was like mm-hmm. nine beat up games for like twenty pounds. Like they could do something like that quite easily. Yeah, that's a, a a great idea. So if you are listening, Nintendo, get in touch and we'll discuss a fee, and we'll make sure that everybody has a cut. Uh, but particularly Emily and Al, who came up with the ideas. Uh, okay, next up we have another kart racer coming to the Switch. Oh, do you know what? Look. Right, so it's called Meow Motors, and I'm into that because it's a cat and a car. <laughs> but anything with cats, I'll probably be interested in. But mm-hmm. do we do we really need one when we've got Crash and we've got um, Sonic and we've got Mario? I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, it was a weird one because I saw it and I was like, oh, another kind of kart racer. This is going to be a joke. Like we had that Hello Kitty kart racer, which was awful. Oh, there was that other, like, random off-brand one. There's uh, a granny one as well? Yeah, there? there's been yeah. a lot of them. And I was like, okay, ah. let's check out the trailer. And then I watched it, and I was like, there's a lot of polish in here. I'm like, there's so much competition, and I won't buy it. But there's so much polish in it, and if it came up maybe, like, a generation earlier, I would be, like, totally behind it. But now I'm just like, wrong time to be releasing. A lot of competition. Yes, so. I mean, what's what's the price? You're saying it's... Well, uh, it's really cheap. It is, like, £15. Digital. That's, that's not bad. True. Like, I wouldn't mind that. If it's, like, a kind of cheap... If it's if it doesn't look cheap, but it is cheap, I'll probably buy it. You know? And it's got if cats. It's, if it's cute, well, see, it's I, got That's cats. why I can't buy it. I turn yeah. it on and start sneezing because I'm allergic to cats. So, <laughs> I mean, it's, very, I'm, I'm out. That's very true. I, I, I mean, it is only $14.99. I think that's the same in pounds, Anton, is it, as well? I, I believe so, around there. It, it's deceptively, okay. it's deceptively like, really well done. So, mm-hmm. if you're, like, looking at it and you're kind of thinking the same as me, like, oh, this will be, like, some cringy rubbish, give it a gander. It might, might surprise you. I mean, I don't I, touch I might... many racing games. I won't lie. No. I'm like, Mario Kart... I'll maybe touch a crash racing game because um, I had one on PS2, but then it was like, yeah, it's Sonic, mm, the All Stars transformed or whatever they called it. That was what it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was the that, one. No, th- <laughs> yeah, it was like decent, but after that, I'm like kind of okay. So if it if it looks good and it's an indie title because indie racers are, I think, more difficult to sell mm. um, compared to like. Especially on Nintendo, um, yeah. compared to your your main big franchises, then why not? It sort of sounds like it's got all the DNA of an actual a, a cult classic. 
You think one of these so? ones, mm-hmm. if it was a physical yeah. release in 20 years' time, it's going to be worth a fortune. Well, it, it's only, as as you said, Anton, it's only 14.99-ish. Um, it's got different mo- three different modes, 20 tracks, which is pretty decent, actually. Uh, 10 different characters or kitties, uh, <laughs> 10 power-ups, and uh, as you put it here, not bad graphics. To be honest, <laughs> that that's not bad for the package, uh, for the price. And... I probably, as much as I, it is the wrong timing, only because I've got Crash Team Racing and uh, the Sonic one coming soon, and mm. the last Sonic ones were great, and I, I've got high hopes for those. Um, that's the only downside. I, yeah. I might check it out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see what people say when they play it. I might not be the first to download <laughs> it, but I might see what people Just say. Just give me a new Diddy Kong Racing, and I'm happy. Diddy Kong Racing, blast <laughs> oh, from the past. See, I think who this game is perfect for is somebody who like. For instance, I picked up Mario Kart because I wanted a kart party game. Yeah. Like, I wanted a game that could anybody could play. And I think if you're not one to spend, like, £50 on a big fancy kart racer, this is your good, like, I've got a pick-up-and-play game that we can bring out at a yeah. party. So, yeah. I think that's health, who it's good for. If you don't want to spend £50 on Mario Kart, get, bu- get, yeah. get the budget version. <laughs> yeah, and it's, um, it's out in a few days. I think it's the 8th of May it's being released. So, uh, if it is something that tickles your fancy, you might want... To uh, to take a look, um, I, I've heard some people say that it's me are wonderful. Oh God! I was, I was waiting for you to do something like that. Uh, I mean, yeah. You didn't disappoint. It could be catastrophic, though. Oh! Anyway, so uh, we are going to move on to Rocket League, which is one of the games that I've probably put two hundred plus hours into, and uh, and on the Switch, I've probably spent half of that probably on it um, which is nothing compared to the people who are in the top leagues because they probably do that in a week now not a huge announcement in terms of changes to the game uh, although you, you do get new seasons and you get you know new updates on Rocket League fairly regularly uh, there's a new icon on the Switch and actually it does look a lot better yeah I was saying here I'm like why why can't we get new icons for like half of them I just wish I, they gave oh, you like definitely. a choice of icons and you oh. could like have like some customization because nice. we all have that one icon on our Switch and we're just like, oh my god, that doesn't match. Mine's Fortnite <laughs> every time. Like, I barely play it, but because Fortnite changes with the season, it's like it usually looks ugly most of the time and the colour scheme is all wrong. I just wish Fortnite was consistent. <laughs> I think this is what you call a first world problem. But, oh, I mean, really, who cares? Come on. No, I kind of care, though. I care, Alistair, because what I want, I want to have folders. If we want to have folders on there, I want oh, folders. I would yes. like us to be able to customise stuff and move stuff around so it's not just the last game I played, which, which is fine sometimes. I don't mind that. But I would like to have the option of putting my most played games at the front so that I know. I'd like to see them all on the screen when I come on and not have to scroll sideways. Mm-hmm. I've got lots of little things that I'd like to change. I'd, I actually actually love the interface on the switch but it's just a little too it's like an it's like an iphone of gaming you it's there and it's great and it works and it's easy it just needs to be a little bit more customizable and it took 10 years to get folders on the iphone but really just the icon who cares <laughs> i care just, no They've got the touch screen to do it they can you yes can go to the big menu of all software and just move everything around with a touch screen oh. it's not that hard next simple patch, that's it it's going in <laughs> so, yeah, like, yeah Nin- nintendo back, was like we had them on the wii u and the wii u did many very little things right oh and it God, had folders yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly no all right then last little well a couple of la- little bit no well last bit of news i was going to say there's more but we're going to move on to rumors in a moment but this is hermes interactive they've announced 
uh, Auto Chef, which is a puzzle game about conveyor belts, robot arms, and cooking. Now, I've played Overcooked 1 and Overcooked 2, uh, finished both of them, loved them and hated them in equal measure. And this sounds a bit like this might do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Auto Chef. I looked it up earlier on. It does look interesting. The, it's just had a, a quick release. There's not much news about it. All you can see is that it's something to do with designing and optimising a massive kitchen for what is probably a digital restaurant mm. uh, and you programme your machines to spit out food as fast as you can. It looks weird but kind of cool. Twice it's a real restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Every player makes a new restaurant. They just have to build th- more space. I mean, it will be interesting. Um, I'm not sure that many people would come to my restaurant because it would just be full of a very, very angry chef and his very angry staff when I play these games. I usually lose the plot oh, I'm somewhat. I'm terrible at resource management games. I'm oh, so bad. I want to be good at them. I'm I just love not. them. I'm just very good. <laughs> um, Emily, is it something that you would think about playing? I'm going to sound really mean, um, but this game comes across a lot like a mobile game. That, that like I would probably never buy. It, it sounds like a freemium game for my phone, and that you get like, because I've not looked at the trailer or anything. But I, it comes across as like, you just tap things and you upgrade things when you get more mm. things to collect. I don't know. It sounds a bit. Eh. Uh, well, the thing that thing that makes it sound more interesting is the fact it's been developed by Team Seventeen. Mm. And they've done some pretty cool games in the past, which yeah, makes like you think it might people. be better than it looks. Yeah, they are the Worms people. Or they certainly took it on. I presume it was the guy that wrote Worms started the company, but I've never looked into it. But yeah, they have done some really cool stuff in the past. Mm. Well, maybe they'll surprise me. <laughs> maybe I will. Need to, we'll need <laughs> yeah. to look at the trailers. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I have a feeling Emily isn't going to be tweeting about Auto Chef on release day, but it is coming out in uh, Q3 2019. So if you want your perfect automated kitchen, that's when you're going to get the chance to automate it perfectly. Right, let's move on to some rumours. No, I'm not normally one for gossip, but... Uh, interesting one to start with. So Forza Street, which I know you were looking at the trailer uh, a little earlier, Alistair. Uh, there's been code found within iOS and Android versions of the free-to-play Forza Street game by Xbox Game Studios and it references to the Switch uh, hinting towards a port I have a slight worry in this just in the fact that as soon as I saw code found within the iOS and Android versions of the free to play Forza Street that worried me but is this a good game Anton? Uh, I see, I've been looking into it and I've been looking at a lot of reviews and people really do hate it but (laughs) at the end of the day I feel like a lot of the reviews are looking at try and get a Forza game out of a mobile game so I don't know what to expect and then but at the end of the day even if it's okay as a Forza game turned into a mobile game turning that into a console game back again isn't isn't doesn't sound like a good recipe in the slightest like you don't even steer your car you just you just need to make sure you accelerate and then slow down at the right moments it's like a one button game Oh. Yeah, I've played a few of those ones on the, so on the iPhone. Good. The graphics are exceptional. Oh, it for it looks amazing. Game. Yeah, it's I mean, they've, they've captured sort of that need for speed, gritty. I mean, the game looks cool. But yeah, if that's the gameplay mechanic, then uh, count me out. Thank you very yeah. much. It does I, look cool, but no. It's it's the game you want on your phone when you want to pass the time, and it should stay on your phone. It's a mobile game. It's not a handheld game. It's not a console game, in my opinion. But... Will they surprise us, Emily? Will they get? Will they turn this into Forza Street Switch? <laughs> I hope not. I I think <laughs> the the worst part about this is how 
the Switch and how Nintendo is being treated here. It's like yeah. being treated like a mobile console. And I mean, it technically is because it's handheld, but it's like, it's just not worthy of a real, a real scare mm-hmm. quotes, Forza game. I It seems a bit mean here. Yeah. I think on the bright side, being optimistic, if they could take this, add in steering and have some actual, you're driving a car. The game's stunning. You have the control scheme for it now. They could make this game better, but I don't know if they would actually put the time into improving it in that way. Because at the end of the day, the mobile versions would have been where their money's at. So I don't see this. I see this as like, oh, I guess we mm. can put on iOS and Android and sure, why not Switch? Yeah. And not, let's let's improve this. But, but see, I'm optimistic. We, we end up with another racing game that nobody wants, apparently. Mm-hmm. I'm... Yeah. Coming back to all of this now. <laughs> See, like, nobody wants racing games. And then everybody's like, give us a Forza game. I mean, they're kind of different. But in all honesty, they're just racing games, aren't they? Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna Am call... I being a bit mean? Uh, I don't know if no, I'm like... <laughs> no, no, I, I'm with you on that. I, I don't really... Uh, look, if it's a different game altogether, but it's called Forza Street Switch, then bring it on. But if it's... Forza Street as on is it as in the mobile game, then don't bring it on the Switch, yeah. please. No, yeah, I mean I'm a big it. fan of racing games. I love racing games. I got very excited when I first heard about it because actually Forza Street was a Windows 10 game that then got ported to mobile. Right, but it is focus on braking. It's, it's basically it's drag racing. It's street racing, so you're not turning corners. You are literally accelerating, braking, you could have got right. Mm. But that is very much it. Lends itself to a mobile platform, a mobile type game, and I would rather get Forza or equivalent of on mm-hmm. the Switch than this kind of it's not well, half big it's just it's not that kind of, it's not a proper racing if you game want, if you want to play a good racing game on the Switch right now the one that I've played actually I play a lot today and yesterday is Horizon Chase Turbo which is got that has that old it's probably more like a 1632 bit type vibe to it but uh, be- beautifully done really good fun to race it's very arcadey cartoony but it's got lots of modes it feels like you're actually having to work to do well in it but it's also a, a super fast feeling as well it's good so, fun except so, when you're playing Mike because annoyingly he always wins yes mm. but that's a fluke of nature that doesn't happen in any other game so I'm I put it down that. to the fact you practice and I don't <laughs> I don't practice that much but Horizon Chase Turbo if you if you get a chance, check that out. It's fairly cheap. It's um it, it gets solid eight or nine out of ten whenever it's reviewed, and it's a really really good game. So for the moment, if you're really wanting a racing fix that isn't a kart racer, that's one I would suggest. Yeah, why not? Cool. Uh, all right, then we're going to move on. We've got some interesting <laughs> news about Sega, who own Atlas, um, which is what we're kind of mentioning this for a reason uh, they've they've got a huge loss they've just reported a 7.1 billion yen loss now i'm not a currency converter but that sounds like a lot of yen anton y- well how much that was seven point something 7.1 billion that's so what, like that would 700 million that would be yeah that would be yeah. seven million or something around there so so alistair is going to do the math on that to quote an american version of the word maths um now they believe that the loss is due to ps4 exclusivity uh Oh, that's eye-watching. Oh, how much? Uh, 48 and a half million. Oh, oh. wow. Not, not that's fun. A, not pocket money. Not that's pocket money. Ter- <laughs> terrifying. Anyway, so one of the reasons that they think this has happened is because of their PS4 uh, exclusives. So they're looking at, or the discussion is that they're going to look to do a more multi-platform appro- approach in future. Yes, please. Definitely. Yes, because mm-hmm. they could do some really cool games. And even then... Particularly... 
they're not like paid exclusives at all. Like it isn't like like when we had Titanfall on Xbox when like Microsoft just gave them a dump load. Oh, Titanfall. They're just like going and putting on the biggest selling console and thinking mm-hmm. that'll cover their costs of porting. Oh, yeah. Well, well, we've got Yakuza, you got Fist of the North Star, Catherine, which I played on PS3, I think. Um, oh, yeah. uh, and there's also Persona, of yeah. course. <laughs> the, <laughs> the game that will never die, Persona 5 Switch. Uh, the game that we day. never talk about on this podcast, it's, ever. It's going to be brought back. Um, like, you know, when people go back 20 years after consoles just dead in the water and they create a game for it and everyone goes crazy. Like, I bought a Mega Drive game last month from a new developer and it's in the original Mega Drive case called Tanglewood and it's really good actually um, and I can play it on my original Mega Drive someone's going to do that and make a new persona for the Switch in 20 years time and that's when I'm going to get it when I'm like retired <laughs> I'm more interested in Yakuza I've always wanted to play a Yakuza game but I've never mm. done it now I might manage to do it on the Switch that sounds good I like that um, either yeah. that or with Persona they're going to make the other four DLC characters for Smash, all new Persona characters. <laughs> so, like, the next time they make a new Persona game, it'll come on Switch, and all the other characters will be for Smash DLC. See, I'm just waiting to see the world implode if we get a Persona 5. Not on PlayStation, and it just turns out to be, like, an Xbox port or something. The internet's oh. just going to lose their minds. Like, Absolutely. even with... Don't do this to me. With, like, Persona 5 Scramble, people were just like, we're, we're done, we can't handle this, but... Uh, <laughs> Even though I think I suspect that'll be a half decent title, actually, but it's um, yeah, I'll probably yeah, look yeah, it looks right, just a shame that it might have been announced under a cloud somewhat. Now I'm going to fire through the last of the rumors so we can move on to the quiz, just because uh, we haven't got a huge amount of time left. So first of all, something we touched on last week, which was that you could play Yu-Gi-Oh! Legacy of the Duelist. Were we saying last week you could play the English language version? But now there's been a development, Anton. Yes, yeah, so essentially the situation was it was only released in Japan. There was no words of a UK version, however, well, a Western version at all, not just the UK. Uh, and you could play it in English, which was kind of a glimmer of hope mm. that we'd be finally getting it. Uh, and it's really exciting because we're not only just getting it, we're also going to be getting a physical version. So you can't just buy the Japanese version and be happy. You have to wait the whole time for that physical release. But, you know, we can't complain because I think the franchise hasn't had a physical release since the Wii era which will be great yeah. to just have a game on the shelf. Yeah. Game. Uh, more boxes. <laughs> absolutely. More boxes, please. Sorry, Alistair. Now, uh, the Nintendo Switch exclusive Travis Strikes Again, the creator of No More Heroes, uh, which is the subtitle to it, has stated that he plans to unveil what else he's been working on at... What is this? Momocon 2019. I don't even know what yeah. that is. I have no idea either. I think it's I think it's anime related. I think it's okay. kind of that kind of culture uh, oh we're so, so old. I think he's unveiling a new game uh, I don't know what he's doing are you are you a fan of Suda51 because he's been he's done a lot of big games I was really has. I was really excited for No More Heroes when I first saw the trailer and I, I think it's probably a lot better than I give it credit for in what I've seen and I think if I played it I'd really like it but I've just I, I just I just lost enthusiasm for it yeah, I, I was the same I watched the trailer thinking started off thinking yeah and by the end of the trailer I thought no mm-hmm. can't just, be bothered yeah I'm not sure but fair play uh, to Suda51 and, and I'm hoping that whatever is next is something exciting and particularly the fact that the last one was a Switch exclusive yeah, yeah. and as well as that uh, I know with this game it was kind of a lower point in his career. Not saying that in a bad way, it's just that he's went from a kind of triple A-ish 
double A developer to kind of being more of an indie developer. Uh, so I'm excited to see what he can do now that he has more of a budget. Uh, yeah, and ha- doesn't have to put as many compromise on his vision because mm. that's why uh, yeah. Travis Strikes Back turned into like a mini game compilation is because he didn't have the funds to do a new um, what's it called No More Heroes game. Mm-hmm. I, I want to know what, what, why release it or like why announce it at a uh, uh, I assume an anime convention. <laughs> what, what is this going to relate to content or is it just going to be like a farce? just surprise it was the only event that would take me (laughs) (laughs) yeah well well, at least we won't have that long to find out because the convention is on the 25th of may so anyone that's listening is also going to momocon you can maybe explain a bit more about what it is that would be great now we're going to move on (laughs) a couple of more rumors for you just very very quickly uh windows xp someone's got it running on the switch anton yeah, the hacking scene strikes back, so you can finally pay your 3D pinball, Excel, the <laughs> notepad calculator. You can do it on oh, Switch. You I can, can do have Excel taxis. on a Switch. Wow! <laughs> I genuinely love it. I love Excel. I'm so geeky. Excel's amazing. We finally get the word paperclip. Oh my Yay. god, on Switch. That's oh. what I've always seen. <laughs> oh, that's a kill the my enthusiasm. have done this so we can now add them to Smash. It's like, <laughs> it's an evolution. Microsoft oh, paperclip. And everyone saw a Microsoft uh, character was going to be like Minecraft Steve. It's paperclip. <laughs> it's a t- oh. Timeline we're going for. Yeah. So yes, yeah, be... uh, XP on Switch. It's great to see kind of the modern community kind of grow, and uh, if they can get XP running on it, it really bodes well for once we start getting emulators running on Switch that mm. will probably be able to run like PSP and stuff. I imagine because mm. running a full PC is not that easy. So uh, it bodes well for the emulating community. Yeah. Excellent. All right, I'm going to I'm going to run th- I'm going to do announce all these together and if you've got anything that you want to add to them um then you can I'll do whoop that. in the middle cuz there's one I love. Okay, well, I'll say them all first and then you can jump in with what you want to say. We'll get everyone we'll give everyone a chance to speak. So, uh, Donkey Kong Jr. uh Excite Bike uh is it Donkey Kong Jr. VS or is it VS Excite Bike Anton? VS is a game. Uh, it's versus Excite Bike, separate game. All right, okay. And uh Clue Clue, is that the old Dreamcast game? Clue Clue Land. Uh no, sad, sadly not. I no, that was Choo Choo. I would play tons of money for Choo Choo Rocket on Choo Choo Rocket. Like. Yeah, okay. So Clue Clue Land is <sighs> so the good. NES game. Um, so they're all NES games because they're joining the Nintendo Online. So that's the first bit of news. We're getting more uh, NES games. New live stream on the official Sonic YouTube account showcases a fully voiced story mode in Team Sonic Racing. Yes, bring that on. Thank you very much. In some emails as well, this is the third bit of news, uh, which have been sent to some Nintendo users. The title of the emails are what to expect in May and there's a reference to Cadence of Hyrule which suggests that it's coming soon but are we seeing it in May? That's the question. Yes we are because I got that email and it said it's in May. Did it? Yeah it said it's coming this month in May. So we're getting it. Definitely. Alright anything else you want to add Alistair before we move? Excite bike whoop! Excite bike. Do you know what? Excite bike. I remember I playing on the NES, and that was that was a lot of fun. It was about the only time I've enjoyed a creating game. I got to create a track and jump a bike around. That's it. right. It yeah, cool. of course. Uh, mm. Anton. Uh yeah. I just find it funny. It's with this uh, this like batch of Nintendo Online games. They didn't do a video announcing it, unlike they've done with all of the other ones. Mm. So I'm wondering, are they just sick of just everybody disliking the video because they've not got Super Nintendo and N64 in there yet? Or are they just, like, bored of the games as well? I just found it quite funny. <laughs> I think it's both, because I'm one of the N64 people. So. Yeah. So it's a bit of both. But Yay, also, um, story mode for Team Sonic Racing sounds really good. I, pro- I might not pick it up, but 
I was I, story mode in a game like a racing game sounds really yeah. interesting. Because that's the thing is like with Mario Kart, like outside of just driving around in tracks and circles by yourself, if you don't have friends to play with, there's not really a motivation yeah. to play them. So having that's a story true. mode to just kind of force you to play a little bit yeah. more and get some more bang out of like bang I never for your thought, buck. It was like yeah, it was when handy. Mario Power Tennis had a story mode, which mm. was like I mean it was kind of a story mode, but it was like really interesting. And then what uh, Aces has done it as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's yeah. a, a really good idea. And I think that you have to do something. If you're going to compete with Mario Kart, you have to add something else. And I think that's why mm. um, when we first saw those uh, original trailers, you remember when we first saw the first trailer for Sonic Racing, the new Sonic Racing game, and we weren't that impressed, which after yeah. the success of the last two was a bit disappointing. And they've gone back and they spent more time on it. And that's why we're having to wait till the summer. So I think this is a really positive step. So we'll see, but... You know, certainly good news, I think. Yeah, it certainly piqued my interest because I wasn't really planning on buying it before, but now mm. I might do because that's, that's an intriguing idea. Yeah, absolutely. All right, then, I think we have just about enough time to do this week's quiz. I have so many questions. So... Now we're gonna do how we're gonna do this. We've got we've got three people. Well, this has never happened before with a quiz. I don't think we've done it with three of us, have we? No, I don't think so. No, uh, it's a battle royale. Here we go. Move, move along, Apex Legends. All right. Well, do, I'm gonna I'm gonna change this slightly this week. Uh, Alistair has a slight advantage in that he's in the room beside me. Not that he can see anything that I'm writing. It just means that if he shouts out, he gets a slightly quicker <laughs> shout out than me uh, to than you, than both of you. So what I'll what I'll do, do you is want to go stand like over there. So you stand far a, enough away. That would be great. Yeah. Um, now what we'll do is we'll we will open it to everyone. But if Alistair gives an answer. I won't see whether he's right or wrong until you've had a chance as well. But if he is right, then... You're, you're way overthinking this. Alistair's not going to give the first answer. That's a very good point. <laughs> Let's move on then. First clue, first game. 2002 action-adventure game developed by Illusion Softworks and published by Gathering of Developers. Spyro the Dragon. I don't know. Uh, oh. <laughs> I was going to say Dark Souls, but that's not even remotely right. <laughs> My final answer is Dark Souls. Okay. <laughs> it's not Dark Souls. Emily, yeah, any advance on Dark Souls? My knowledge pre-2005 is, like, shoddy, so I'm not even going to try. Okay, well, we'll move on to the next clue. Released on Windows and later ported to the PS2 and Xbox in 2004 in North America and Europe, the sequel was released in 2010 by 2K Czech, and a third game was released by Hangar 13. It came out in October 2016. Hmm. I was going to say just destroy all humans. I'm just throwing out games now. It's not. Nah, bleh. <laughs> nope. No. Okay, next clue. I think this might give you a, a, a better clue. The game traces the rise and fall of Tommy Angelo, a fictional character from the 1930s. Gangsters. Mm-hmm. No. Mafia? Free? Oh, or just Mafia? It's Mafia. Well done. When you said oh. three, I was like, I was going to let it run a little, but you did say Mafia <laughs> after that. So well done, Anton. Uh, my Thank next you. next clues were gameplay consists of driving, chases, races, and the third person and third person on foot navigating and shooting. Uh, in the first Mafia title, there were fifty one classic American cars around the city that could be driven, plus nineteen bonus cars unlockable after the main mode. The annoying thing is, I actually played Mafia three. I played Mafia two. Mafia two was one of my my favorite games, and I bought Mafia three. Um, and 
I enjoyed it, but nowhere near as much as I enjoyed Mafia 2. I just fell in love mm. with Mafia 2 as a game. And I think it was the story element of it. I just loved the story arc and it was really well done for its, its I, time. I just found the controls a bit clunky. I don't know what it was. It just didn't sit right with me for some Three. particular reason. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I didn't. I wasn't feeling the controls. Anyway, that could be said for most games I play. <laughs> Next up, uh, this is an asymmetrical cooperative first-person shooter game developed by Valve South and published by Valve Corporation. Asymmetrical first-person shooter. Left for Dead? <laughs> it's Left for Dead! Stop Ow! it. Oh, my uh, God. How? <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, you can't, you can't keep up to date with Valve. You never Honestly, know what they're doing. This, is, this isn't even the quiz anymore. It's 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 testing how, Anton's knowledge. Yeah, so how good is Anton's show? <laughs> yeah, actually, exactly. uh, actually, on that point, we are, we are going to uh, try something different on the quiz fairly soon because there is a point where um, there are going to be no games that uh, anyone knows because they'll be so random. <laughs> but anyway, we've got one more game to go. So this is either Emily or Alistair's chance to pull one back. In fact, Anton, you set out for a moment. Yep, <laughs> oh dear, Let's go to that stage. <laughs> nice change. And then, and uh, at, the, the at the end, at the end, Anton will come to you for the answer. Here we go. Uh, this was a point-and-click adventure video game originally released on Microsoft Windows and PlayStation and in 1997. Yeah, it was a sequel to another game, and I will take the name of the game if you get it. Is it Day of the Tentacle? No. Not Common San Diego? Oh, I love that game, but it's not that one. Uh, it was uh, remastered and re-released on Windows, OS X, and iOS as a remastered edition Ooh, in twenty Island Two in twenty ten. No, no. I, hold there for a second. I'll let Emily have a chance to answer. No. No. The the first game in the series. It's the first game in the series. This is the second one that doesn't follow the Knights Templar storyline. Uh? Oh. Oh, mm, oh, this is beginning to ring a bell. Because I think no, I had it this one. My phone. Oh, what okay. was it called? The player assumes the role of George Stobart, a young American who is an eyewitness to the kidnapping of his girlfriend, Nicole Collar. All right, no, now you've lost me again. Oh, I, I love <laughs> yeah. this game. Okay, there is a, there is, the fifth instalment is on the Switch, and I have the physical version of it. You're not allowed to go and look. Do you want to do a sounds like? <laughs> Um, it was a commercial success selling three quarters of a million copies by August 2000 and somebody ring in and give us the answer okay I'll give you you we'll do a sounds like okay first word (laughs) first word okay let's play um, articulate first word it's if something isn't working it's broken Broken. broken age, broken sword, broken sword. <laughs> I got there. <laughs> broken sword. The next clue was going to be Game of Thrones. One of the many weapons. <laughs> and I did have broken be... sword on my phone, and that was what I was thinking of. I just can't remember the name. Okay. And then you said the name Nicole Weber it was, and I got confused. Uh, anyway, so there we are. So broken sword two was the answer, but well done. Broken sword five is on the Switch, by the way, um, which is pretty well. It was a kind of much more recent release but still based on the original because after 2 they went for a very different art style and got away from that kind of original point and click style but the 5th one brings it back to that um, and 1 and 2 I must have completed over I don't know how many times I played that game but I loved it great story of the of the time but anyway curiosity how annoying was that Anton because you must have known the answer I, I didn't know I was completely 
in the over the loop for whatever reason I was thinking of uh, Night Traps that I was like oh, oh seeing yeah. your girlfriend getting stolen or something yeah that fits into Night Trap but no I was, I was <laughs> yeah that's very modest of you Anton none of us believe you but uh-huh. very modest indeed no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. alright well that's um, that's about it for this week it's uh, it's another week of of Switch news rumours and the quiz but we are back again in a week's time with more news and maybe just maybe we'll have more update on a direct because I'm kind of thinking we're going to hear something soon. Any thoughts on that briefly before we go? I hope yeah. so. Yeah. We need one. Like, every day I wake up, I'm just like... I'm, like, expecting there to be a direct announcement. It just feels overdue at I this know, point. I know, It's like, when am I going to hear about Animal Crossing? Mm. I hate to be... I'm such, like, a very strict Nintendo fan, but it's like, yeah. come on, give me, give me, give me content. For me, it's just like, we've got Super Mario Maker 2 coming out in a month's time and we know nothing about it, yeah. so it's it needs to happen now. <laughs> Story mode, Super Mario Maker 2. That's that's my prediction. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Do, I don't know how it'll work. That's my prediction. <laughs> His plumbing degree wasn't paying the bills and he mm. became a builder. Yeah. <laughs> that's all part <laughs> of the lore. I mean, Story mode in, in uh, Mario Maker 2 is a whole podcast in itself to discuss what that could be, but uh, you, I think, you know, you might well be onto something. You might well be that's, onto something. That's next week. We'll have a special episode <laughs> of just talking An about hour Mario of Maker. speculation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's about it for this week. Uh, it's been a pleasure and you can get us on Twitter. Remember, it's NSUK Podcast on Twitter. Remember, if you subscribe to us on iTunes, please leave us a review. It really does help. Um, and uh, if you you can give us a five star that would be that would be lovely you can also get us on stitcher and spotify and some other places too alistair people can contact us on email yeah podcast at nsukp.co.uk i think we also probably accept telegrams you could probably uh, use a morse code send us a message yeah anything uh, we all do those smoke work. signals too don't we smoke uh, signals? only yeah. on only on a wednesday yeah we upgraded the no. uh, hardware recently okay. we now get smoke signals do we oh yeah. good, that's good <laughs> anton we've got the website as well yes and nsukp.co.uk we've got all the episodes on there we have links to all the platforms you can listen to us so if you want to listen to us on your Alexas uh, or whatever there's kind of a little bit of information on how to do that there's all the different stuff up in there can I listen to the podcast on the game.com game.com the, the, the oh old, yeah the old games console from 1995 uh, I'm sh- sure there's a way <laughs> okay we need to have a retro podcast special with Anton one we can discuss what on earth he's talking about and what Emily's just talking, him talking about. about old consoles for yeah an hour. like whenever I have anybody over to my office I just like pull out like an old games console I'm like have you heard of an Atari Lynx oh amazing just, like, oh, just I, it's, I've got such a bad habit I'm just like I just look at my collection of stuff I'm just like oh this is cool. Have you heard of this? And then just I just go on story time. The fact that you own an Atari Lynx has got me wanting to come round to your office already. So if you, if you can get down, like you're welcome to stay. <laughs> Brilliant. Anyway, this we'll, is not podcast. I will have another <laughs> podcast all about that. Until then, I'm going to go and uh, and find out what else uh, what else Anton owns in his collection. Alistair and I will probably play some Switch. Uh, Emily, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast Thank this you. week, as always. And with that, goodbye. Cheerio. Toodaloo. Au revoir. Yeah.